You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that thing. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we learn that curiosity killed the dog, not the cat, as we review Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. But first, Eddie, how's the kids? We are doing well. Uh, Lewis got a uh, kid's house cleaning kit for Christmas. what? Yes, Melissa and Doug have a kid's toy cleaning kit with like a little spray bottle and a scrub brush and a, you know, clean, fake cleaning stuff. And it comes in this little caddy. And so he, you know, all two year old of him is now marching around the house with this little caddy. And we put just a little bit of water in it and he sprays things and then he'll wipe it down. And then he like pretends, puts the cleaner on it and gets his scrub brush and he cleans everything. And it was wonderful because when I came home from work today, um, I walked up to the house and I could see his just like little head, just like his (laughs) eyes at the window and he's got a little squeegee. There was a squeegee no, in his stop. kit. stop. That's adorable. And he's, and he's trying to squeegee the window. That is adorable. <laughs> we, need, we need evidence of this. So I uh, was, I, and there was a little bit of me like, okay, this is cute. This is adorable. But then also like flash forward into the future of like, oh, this is what like parents of older kids talk about, like slave labor, right? Yes. Of like, mm-hmm. okay. You have chores. You are going to do your part. I'm like, oh, I could see where this could be beneficial. Of like, Very they have to they have to help out around the house. Whose idea was this kit? Did he see it in a magazine or on your phone? Well, magazines. What am I talking about? On your phone and just be <laughs> like, I want that. Target. Was that Target? Um, well, we really like Melissa and Doug toys because they're just kind of fun and practical and you know interesting. Um, and I think we put it on like a, a request list or whatever. He actually got the cleaning kit at a um, like a toy giveaway. Oh, um, grandma's work does like bring your kids or grandkids to meet Santa and Santa just randomly gives away gifts. Oh, so and it's a random gift that he got. This wasn't something you put on a list. Well, it was you? like, here are your options. Which one do you want to pick? And Sarah was like. I want the Melissa and Doug one. Like we've looked at this one before. So Sarah so is the like, reason that instead of giving your child, your boy child, an um, an assortment of outdoor gear and camping stuff and things like that, he got cleaning supplies, and he loves it. Like this that's is what's he is so proud of this. Like he's like marching around the house with his little once again i need i need evidence of this we need i will i will take a picture okay thank you (laughs) i think i took one i'm a little distraught that you didn't have that on the tip of your fingers or whatever like ready to go um because you know how much we would just like my wife especially would just ooh and ah over this insanity 
So I have video that you can't see. Here he is. Oh, he's cleaning the door. door. Oh, he's doing a good job. Yep, grabbing his rag. He's grabbing his rag. We're narrating this for our uh, podcast listeners. (laughs) He's surveying the area. And he goes over, and then, you oh, know, got to oh, pick up the squeegee. Oh, guys, got the squeegee. He's going to go. Look how clean that door is. The, that door, the door, that door is, is immaculate. So clean. It is, it is beautiful. So, you know so what? So, not just picture proof. I have video proof. The joke is on me because I didn't do this with my kids yet. <laughs> no, the, the pure luck. Thank you, Santa Claus from uh, Hendrix Regional Health. Hendrix Regional Health. Sarah, which Sarah said it was a little creepy because Santa was wearing a mask and he didn't actually like go near Santa, you know. Of course, he's like ten feet away. Did, or was there was there a honey? I blew up the kid level plexiglass around Santa. <laughs> yes, and a giant bunny. Yeah. Oh goodness, that is hey, an amazing story. This is an important episode. We move into a new year, nineteen ninety three. That's, that's, Nin- that's the theme song. 93 is an important year because it was the year that we first met. Was this first grade? This is, we started uh, first grade September of 1993. My family moved to town uh, June of 1993. So the previous episodes didn't even happen really. The rest of these, this is the year. This is where their episodes really get, get going right here. This is when the universe. Did we? Uh, did we? Were we both in the remedial reading group from Mrs. Saunders' first grade class downstairs in the basement? Well, they called it reading group B. We had there was reading group A, which got to meet in the classroom, and we were reading in the group basement. B. Literally was down in the basement, which we now lovingly call the dungeon mm-hmm. because the. The fire marshal has said it cannot be occupied. It can only be used as storage. And I have to go down there, you know, to get storage or whatever. And I still like have flashbacks. Yes. I All I, I remember, though, is Mrs. Wilson would mm-hmm. be our. He was like the cadet or the teacher's aide that would help us. And we got starburst like she knew we are the B group. But we did not get B candy. We got we a got candy. Starburst. We got, we got Starburst. Starburst, and I'm I'm still addicted to Starburst to this day. <laughs> I can't read what you know. I can't read I can't, anything. I can't read worth a lick. I can't read worth a lick. <laughs> so yes, it is 1993. Uh, I went through and found some uh, happenings from this year mm. uh, for sports. Dallas Cowboys won a championship. Blue Jays won their second championship in a row and the bulls this is the end of the first michael jordan trilogy as he then goes off to play baseball and break everybody's hearts except for indiana native um people who were glad to see him take us a a hiatus for a little bit but that's the world of sports in 1993 uh movies our top grossing movie of 1993 is jurassic park there we go. Best film score ever, hands down. Um, you can try and fight me on that, and I will win. Um, Oscar was given to Unforgiven. And is that Best Picture Oscar, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, num- grossing song is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. I'm not going to try to sing that. <laughs> I'm not going to try you- that. 
Of that. You did a rousing rendition of it at your guys's wedding, and that was just—it was so beautiful. You did oh, an did. amazing job. I there. did, did I? Um, that was—that was—I was a different man at that time. I did yes. not have kids yet. They've taken it out of me. <laughs> They've taken it out of you. Uh, this is also the first year we had the Got Milk ad, right, with the milk mustaches and all of that. That became really big, and then um, Home Alone Two came out. In 1993, um, it actually rivaled um, our movie today, Homeward Bound. It um, it created some problems for Disney. Um, yeah, yeah. Which it we could technically fold in Home Alone if we wanted to. Now that Disney owns 20th Century Fox. Because it's on Disney Plus, it's kind of like folded in or whatever. But have you guys watched Home Alone? I know that's not what we're Daddy. covering today. Yes. Daddy. So let me let me Lewis, just Lewis me, calls it yeah. the bad guys movie. He's like bad he guys. Does? He oh. goes, we watch bad guys. Oh, that's that's precious. Home Alone. We love it. We it's it's uh, a lone movie. We call it a lone movie sometimes. Movie. Is what my 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 son calls it. Uh, speaking of Home Alone two, the number one the the hottest toy that year was the toy from that which is the talk boy his little thing that he uses to talk into and i do you know eddie if this was designed for the movie or if it just happened to coincide with like a product placement from sony i don't know i don't know i owned part one. Of oh i, I did owned, too i remember i owned a talk it. boy it's weird how just having a, cassette, a mobile cassette player that you can record yourself talking or other things talking and play it back would be so incredible. And maybe it's the genesis for my love of mm. other recordings and editing. Wow, we're going deep here. We're going deep here. Um, what else about your childhood connects you to this moment? <laughs> the next thing on the list and yes. how you're listening to this right now, the World Wide Web goes public. I think we mentioned the World Wide Web being invented in yep. 1989, but now 93, it finally goes public. Uh, uh, and then we're going to end on a couple of sad notes. One is the uh, siege in Waco. Um, that was very tragic. There's some definitely some interesting documentaries on Netflix about it that give a very, mm. very poor view of the FBI <laughs> for sure. Their uh, trigger happiness in this this crazy situation. And then also the first World Trade Center attempted bombing. Um, it, it went off, but it didn't have the kind of effect that we know from nine 11. So ending on a downer note, that is 1993, Eddie, any other random tidbits you want to give to us about 1993 that you remember from 1993? No, I, it was a big year. It was a big year. So much change. I moved to Indiana, became a Hoosier. Friends learning to tie your shoes. Hmm. So many things. A good year. It was. It was a very good year. So with that, we are going to dive in and venture off over the mountain, around the bend, into Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Cue the disney sound effect. Okay, I'm tempted to do the wacky voice again for this, but I think I I don't know that it's fully necessary. 
for this IMDb <laughs> dis- description. So we're just going to go f- go for it for this. So IMDb says for Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, a fun-loving American bulldog pup, hilarious, got a little bit in there, Himalayan cat, and a wise old golden retriever embark on a long trek through the rugged wilderness of the Sierra Nevada mountains in a quest to reach home and their beloved owners. That's, mm. that's a lot. That's a lot going on in there. A lot to unpack. And very accurate. Very, very accurate. To the point. Well, not, not to the point. They kind of took, they took a road to get there, but all the pieces are necessary <laughs> to explain what happened in this movie. Eddie, was this one of your favorite movies growing up? Yes, this is one that we would watch fairly regularly. Um, and I could, uh, as we were rewatching it, it was, it's been a while since I've watched it. Like, I don't know if I've watched it in probably 20 years, to yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second it starts rolling and stuff, it's like, oh, I'm visualizing this scene and then this and then that and that. Um, so yeah, no, it is, and we are my family is big dog lover family, right? So this definitely resonates at a deep, deep level for sure. So yeah, no, there was a lot of it, and even as we were watching it the other day, um, we had to grab our dog Lucy and snuggle with her during of the course. movie because we're all like, "Oh, Lucy, oh, we love we love dogs," oh. and she's looking up at us like, "What is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, what is?" What is happening here? <laughs> did you guys watch it? I we did. I know. I know of your love of of dogs. My many or, loves or lack dogs. thereof. Yeah, my my putting up with animals is more like my. We inhabit the same air, and that is enough. Uh, I I had fond memories of this before I rewatched it again. Um, I think the memories of it. Uh, did the I, watching of it disturb those memories? I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll we'll hold off on that. But the my fa- the the very first thing I thought of the moment it started was, is that Michael J. Fox? <laughs> Immediately, and before I could even utter it out of my mouth, my wife goes, "That's Michael J. Fox." <laughs> how how long did it take you to realize that the cat is Sally Field? Oh, I didn't know that. Sassy Sally Fields. What? You didn't pick up on that? No, I missed I missed that. She's oh, not she's wow. not the first she's not rolling off the tip of my tongue like like Michael J. Fox is. He's got very oh, distinct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick mannerisms. Eddie, what were some of your favorite memories from this from were favorite moments from this film rewatching it? And you're like, oh, I missed that. I missed that. That I loved that moment. Well, I think um like the whole scene of chance and shadow trying to uh, get rid of the mountain lion. I just remember that as a kid um, and just kind of like how cool that is. And the, you know, um, you know, the recall of the seesaw with sassy earlier in the movie, like how fun that is. Did, did the seesaw maneuver part two, does it hold up over time? As with, an adult, well, with the uh, with the uh, the extremely lifelike mountain lion that falls mm-hmm. into the water. <laughs> uh, 
No, because the physics even of a giant boulder performing the exact same way as a child's, you know, seesaw. Yeah, it's a little. It was just like the lifeless body of this thing just falling into the water. Right. Obviously, this is a not a. This is a fake cat. You know, this is not. There was a lot in this movie where I'm like, it is that really a real cat? in the water going towards these rapids like like it looked real yeah no um maybe we're jumping ahead but that i think is one of the like viewing this as an adult now one of the things that i appreciated the most is how much is in camera the dogs doing the action of the stunts or the whatever you know like there's no CGI. There's none of that. Um, and that like that's been one of my biggest complaints about dog movies or animal lover movies as of recently is like they're not real animals. These are all CGI and it's obvious. They're just this not. had no chimpanzee suit. This was no yeah. <laughs> this was no the gorilla shipwreck. suit from shipwreck. This was no shipwrecked. <laughs> Oh, no, but like other scenes that uh, just from the very beginning, I distinctly remember as a kid loving the chance eating the wedding cake scene, just thinking that was so funny as a kid and rewatching that just like at the beginning took me straight back to, um, you know, six year old Eddie just thinking that is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen, you know. Bat dog. I enjoyed seeing bat dog again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bat dog. <laughs> the sound effects of the the entire house being ripped apart while they're trying to do their their uh, marriage vows. Mm, it's like yeah. wow, that's that's a little bit extra <laughs> there. Uh, I had a random question: Is this the last Disney movie with real animals that did not include them talking? Like visually manipulating their mouth to talk. You know what I'm saying? So like in in here we get all we get is they're not they their lips are not moving at all. It's you you kind of it's almost like the hearing them say the things right. that they're saying. Where I feel like every movie after this I may, I'm I know I'm wrong on this, but every other movie after this, they physically make the dog's mouth move. Like with CGI, like the the they're, they're I don't know what they're doing, but they're making them talk basically. Yeah. Um. So no, it's not the last because there's a sequel to yeah, this sorry. movie that we outside will of this franchise, outside of this franchise, outside of outside the, this, the the Homeward Bound. I uh, think you're universe. right. <laughs> I I'll have to go through and and look at it. I think that what I mean. Let's talk about that for a second because that is the unique thing here. Is it weird to you? Do you s- suspend that disbelief? It it doesn't take long to get back into the flow. Like, okay, this is how it's going to be. But it was a little striking at the very beginning. Yeah. Just the very That's, beginning. That was Sarah's first comment. She's like, oh, yeah, we're like hearing their thoughts. They're not, mo- their mouths are moving. This is a psychic dog movie. Yeah, <laughs> animal, yeah. Psychic animal movie. <laughs> animal but, not a, but not all the animals. It's just... The cats these, and dogs, not the horses, yeah. not the chickens, not no. the uh, Godzilla rooster, not none, none of those, not the porcupine. We didn't get anything from the porcupine. 
Or the mountain lion. None of it. Just these three. Or the, or the wolves. I, I got very, when I heard the wolves in the middle of the night, I was like, I'm ready. If this thing tries to attack a person, I can make sure our listeners Disclaim. know wolves do not attack people. Yeah. But they might yeah. attack domesticated Dogs. animals in the middle domesticated of the Domesticated animals. Yeah. And I... um hearing their voices we talked about it earlier but chance being voiced by um michael j fox sassy um being voiced by sally field i think is is wonderful um uh, and then oh the guy who does shadow just escaped me um what was his name don um um amici amici don he amici. was a very don amici amici yeah Um, on, on the talk about talking, uh, we've got talk about talking, talk about talking. I was a little confused there. I don't, they weren't very consistent with how much the animals could hear the dog or like, like could hear the people, human beings and understand them and understand them. Mostly it was in the case of. Like the humans are right there talking about how they're leaving the animals here and they're going to come pick them back up in a little bit. Like they're going to be gone for a little bit. They're literally inches away from the animals talking about it. Yeah. And then somehow the animals don't catch on at all. And then other times they talk. Is it a comprehension uh, issue or is it a hearing issue? Well, it might be a hearing issue because. When they when they go to when he says, Hey, I want to talk to Shadow on the phone, he Shadow basically is like, I don't know why they always do this. I don't know what they're saying. And he just barks a couple of times. I'm like, so when yeah. okay, so you don't get that, but sometimes you do can mm-hmm. can tell directly with someone said something. It's kind of all over the place on the physics of <laughs> talking <laughs> dogs and the people. So, so is this similar though to um, a toddler? Because there's times where, like, as a you talk to your toddler, and it's like, I know you can hear me, but there's times when you can't hear me, like you're looking at me, like you can't hear me right now. And then there's times where you understand what I'm saying to you, and then there's times where you totally don't understand. Understand. We've spent a lot of time trying to figure this out, and. Do you face this? You have a toddler. So my my daughter isn't isn't old enough yet to be in that stage of like talking and to some degree, yes, she is communicating. Like if we say pick uh pick that up, she kind of knows and she goes and picks it up. She nods her head a lot, although she just nods her head to anything now. Um, if we say throw something in the trash, she understands that or eat her food, but like. There's a lot of things she definitely does not understand and doesn't isn't picking up like what to do with what she's supposed to be doing or how she's supposed to respond or whatever. So maybe you are correct on that. Yeah, it was funny tonight. We had some people over and, uh, you know, when they first show up, Lewis acts like they just don't even exist. Like they're trying to talk to him and he doesn't. He's <laughs> just like, act like I don't hear you. Like, no, I don't nothing. Care. No, and he won't even say anything. 30 minutes into the meal interactive like totally i'm like what in the world like what were you doing this whole time yeah 
And I mean, that's very much kind of like what you're pointing at here in Homeward Bound. Like there's moments where, okay, you totally understand what they're saying and communicating to you in this moment, but in these moments you don't. And that's what kind of creates this confusion. And Gotcha. I would say that overall for this film, why I went, why I said that I had fond memories before watching this film is because Flippin' Shadow <laughs> is the most, I, I, I thought it was going to be Chance. I, I, I got it mixed up in my head. I thought Chance was going to be the one that was going to annoy me so much. And, I, and, yeah. you, and he definitely has that really high energy, always getting into trouble kind of personality for the dog that it is. But Flippin' Shadow kept on making the wrong decision as the leader of the, the pack. And yeah. it was infuriating. Yeah. It was so it like I know we talk about on other ones, what if their parents weren't dead? Really the question of like how would the movie be different? How would this movie be different <laughs> if Shadow just just stayed put for two right, seconds? Cause he's the one that's like We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta you know, go. and chance chance is the one that's like, no, 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 let's not. And then he's also the one where it's like, oh, Peter is just over this hill, you know, just just happened just to know over this. this. He's hill. right over this hill. You know, and they get to the top of it and it's like the entire Sierra Nevada mountain yeah. range. You know, it's like, what in the world? Yeah. And then they no. keep trusting him here and there, and you're like, mm, along the line, you would just realize, yeah, this guy's, you know. Granted, we wouldn't have a movie without without shadow bless his Granted. heart but it's it's on another level like you expect a wise old dog to be like to know what's going on and he's the most out of tune out of touch of all, of all three of these animals and it's astounding to me at times or i'm just so annoyed by shadow so yes shadow was one of the most frustrating parts of this film the most frustrating part of this film and it severely tainted my <laughs> feelings about rewatching it not that i was that excited to watch a dog dog movie anyways so <laughs> yes i i think though one of my favorite parts of this movie that i totally forgot about is the scenery like it is a Ooh. beautiful movie um uh, and so I like was quickly like Googling and trying to figure out some of like the filming locations and like where it all like took place. Cause it was just like, wow, this is so beautiful. And the like, vistas, they just took the yeah. time to show the vistas. Yeah. And I mean that whole kind of Northern California, Sierra Nevada's is already just one of my favorite places to begin with. Um, so to kind of like watch a movie that that's really almost serves as the, the, like the villain of the movie to a certain degree, like, or the, the antagonist um, other than shadow it's just kind other of other than shadow being the other than shadow other than shadow and the mountain there. lion and the porcupine um yeah it just that was one of my absolutely favorite parts of all of this was just enjoying all of that i was i was waiting for the porcupine the whole time i remember that was a definitely yeah. a big moment that i was waiting for for the entire film um waiting for him to get get him lodged in and then to get pull get him pulled out and stuff uh i remember that very visibly as a kid uh, reacting to yeah. that. <laughs> I, um, I'm curious if you had this reaction because Sarah and I both had a similar reaction after finishing this movie. For whatever reason, this movie kind of made us miss the 90s a little bit. 
How so? And I don't like just kind of like the family structure and like there was something about like the like the old phone, the lack of constant communication and just kind of like how it like forced the family together. You see a little bit more of like the the haircuts and the styles and stuff. I it was just like the strangest thing. Like we got hmm. kind of towards the end of the movie where the family's like all together when the dogs come back, and we both just went. This kind of makes us miss the '90s a little bit. It just the nine, and and I know everybody looks back on their childhood and thinks something along these lines, or most people do. You know, just like yeah. wow, those were simpler times. You know, those were just kind of like easier times maybe that's 2020 speaking there but like <laughs> we just kind of both looked at it and went like oh well the 90s they just seemed so much simpler and easier <laughs> i'm glad you glad you got to have your uh your moment we did we also had a really strong moment um with the the girl that was missing that the dog saved oh, yeah. her life a sweet little moment like in the middle of all of that um because you know we recently had a like a 12 minute moment of like, where's Lewis? And, uh, and so flashbacks? We, we had a little flashbacks, little, little teary eyed of like, okay, yeah, we can resonate with those parents. <laughs> I will, I will admit Eddie that definitely the, the, the hardest mo- or not the hardest moment, but the most emotional moment for me was when shadow falls into the pit. Oh yeah. The, and like all quits. The, the muddy, the muddy pit where he can't get out of, can't get out of there. I, I felt it. I felt I felt some I think they're called emotions for animals, some sympathy <laughs> for animals in that moment. It's a weird feeling. I don't care to feel it all the time, but when I do feel it, I felt it. It was such an odd moment, though. Like, I actually went back and tried to track down some of the quotes and all of this because I couldn't get them down fast enough. And Shadow just like all of a sudden is just like, gives up, like loses his will to live, like boom, all of a sudden. And he says, Shadow says, I have nothing more to give Chance. It's time for you to be on your own. And Chance says, but I want you with me. I love you, Shadow. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, yes, it is a little bit of a heart-wrenching, but it's also like, You've come so far, like out of nowhere, and it's just like mud pit. Yep, I'm just gonna die. I give up. I'm just going to die. <laughs> like you, you just try and get out of it twice, and then that's it. Like you totally. And then Shadow says, "You think it's easy for me to admit that I can't do it? I'm too old." And Chance says, "That's not true. There's nothing you can't do." It, that's stellar writing. That's some yeah symbolism. Chance follows up by saying, you pushed me this far. Now I'm pushing you the rest of the way, which is a very much reminiscent of like, I, I may not be able to carry it for you, but, but I, I can, can carry, carry you. There's your Lord of the Rings reference for yes, today. Yes. We, haven't found, we haven't found a West Wing reference yet, but we will find one, I'm sure, at the end of this. That should be one of the segments we do. How does this thing connect? It, how is this seven levels of kevin bacon to the west wing <laughs> or one or one level to the west wing and i don't have it i'll have to think about it i usually do eddie you have any other parting words for any other any other things before we rate this movie um 
The random guy who just lives out in the middle of the wilderness and bird <laughs> takes watches and we, takes care of Sassy. You know, we haven't, we didn't, I don't feel like we didn't spend enough time talking about Sassy. We talked a lot about Shadow and Chance. Do you have any? She, yeah. she is by far the funniest character, right? Like she has well, the it says zingers, right here IMDb the that one she line. is hilarious, the Malayan cat. Not just because uh, it also begins with an H and it sounds better than saying the funniest Himalayan, the funniest. Cat. hilarious Himalayan cat. I I think the scene that just wins me for her one, I'm not a cat person, right? Like I hate cats, um, but I love dogs. However, the scene at the wedding reception where she's like, "Let me show you how you get food," you know, oh, and like, then oh, she does. I don't want. I'm the, not interested. Oh, no, I don't I'm want not the it's hilarious. It's hilarious and so on point of like of cats, right? But no, she her delivery of lines is I I like Sally Field as an actress to begin with, but even within this, like she's just got these wonderful little just delivery one-liners that are, are so good. I do want to know at some point. What did they do first? Did they do the voiceover first or did they do the animal stuff first or did they kind of go around? Because there's definitely a lot of things that was like, you didn't script the dog running into the door. Right. So you would so, need to have some of that voiceover like, oh, hey, we need, well, let's get, let's get Michael J. Fox back in here to do some re-recording because we got this great scene and be funny if chance said, uh-huh. excuse me, pardon me. As he's like jumping out of the door in place of somebody else and runs into something like there was definitely that, a lot of that. And that happens multiple times, right? Like, especially chance, like he runs into a tree once he falls down into a, like a trips kind of while they're running across the field. So it, it kind of leads me to believe more that they recorded the animal stuff first and then got the audio in there afterwards. But they do a great job of incorporating that. Like that was one of the things I appreciated, like the like the the running into the door and stuff like that. So Golden Nuggets is like, you didn't need to add audio in here. It could have just been random, like fully dog noises, but you went to the right. extra level of having, hey, let's let's make this a part of this person's character right here. He's falling over a little bit. Let's have let's have him voice a little bit instead of just uh, the dog stuff. But did yeah. you uh, follow the family? Like, is the family, did they move to San Francisco? No. Were they just on an, ex- did they rent like, an a seemed like a Airbnb short... for two weeks? So he's, he's a professor. We couldn't figure he's this out. He's a professor out. Of, some de- sure. of some degree. I forget what he's a professor of. So and it must he's have been marrying like a study. this woman He's marrying with this her woman. Kids. It must have been like a study abroad, kind of like go go to another university for a little bit to do some work, but he's going to bring the whole family out. But they've got enough money that he can then fly them back to, or or maybe it's driving, driving they back drove, out there they drove. Um, every two weeks. to. But that seems like a long way to go, depending on where they were at uh, previously. So then no honeymoon? Like right after the wedding, it's like, hey, I've got this professor hey, gig. We need to you go. Got, you got animals. Care. You got animals to take care of. You got responsibilities. You can't be going on honeymoon. Three kids and three animals. That's that's a lot of kibble. 
still trying to win over the kids, win their love as well, which he does in the end valiantly with the What the a papers. moment. Can we just reflect upon that? Like when the kid accidentally calls him dad and the other two are dad. like, <gasps> yeah, dad. <gasps> it's all, it's, it's second to only um, Martha. Martha. <laughs> That's my mom's name. Second to, second to that only. Okay, Eddie. Yes. Let's, let's. Yes. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. What we got to do for snack rating? Do you, Do you want to give yours first? Or do you want me to go first? You usually go first, so I, I'm gonna let you go first. Well, I thought you were gonna say so. I will now go first. Oh, I will. No, no. I will. Yeah, I'm giving this. Uh, I'm giving it two because there was just enough heart. Uh, just I'm enough giving heart it. I'm giving it two and a half. Um, okay. I, th- I think my animal lover, dog lover just kind of uh, gives it a little bit, a little bit extra. Yeah. Most of those threes just because of shadow alone, just like the three I didn't give it was just because of shadow. Um, <laughs> but that one scene sassy was just, just enough in the mix. The, the gorgeous vistas, few oh, funny yeah. moments, uh, porcupine scene that's launching the cat you know it's still fun to see the cat the cat launch through the air sorry if if memory serves me correctly i believe that the sequel was our family's more favorite one if memory serves me correctly i don't remember much about that although when we get to it we'll see we we shall see we Um, shall see eddie how would they remake this differently in 2020 they would literally talk out loud the their mouth their mouths would move their mouths would move and everything and these would be cg animals a lot more cg yeah they they would not um you know live capture this would be cg animals there would be no real animals anywhere anywhere within 100 yards mm-hmm. of some of these scenarios that they put them in mhm mhm and then i feel like it would there would be some, um, I don't know, greater existential threat at large. Yes. If this was in 2020, like it would be like. There'd be a, a fire great, somewhere in there. Yeah, like a wildfire was coming in on them or, you know. Um, you it's know, the president's s- dog, I think, is probably yes, <laughs> somewhere yes, that's in exactly there. right. Roland yeah. Emmerich is somehow part of this. It's now become part San Andreas, <laughs> right? Like there, an earthquake the happens dogs. halfway through, and the earth opens up, and the dogs have to figure out how to patch the San Andreas fault. <laughs> Something along and those patch lines, our hearts. and. Pa- <laughs> Hundred percent. I can tell you this: that there is a very, a very singular unintended moral consequence of this story. Okay. If you get animals, you can never leave them at home. So therefore, don't have animals. But that's just my that's my first that's my second half of it. I just wanted to. But if you have animals, you can't leave them at home because they will run and try to get you because they are super needy. See, this is, I, I remember this from first grade, you know, uh, we would, you, in first grade, you would do show and tell. I right? can't believe, I, I, maybe you're just holding on to this. this, this little, <laughs> I almost said it earlier and I was, I was hanging into this it. Will, this will come but on later. I distinctly remember 
uh, bringing my dog, Lizzie, which was a basset hound. That was our family dog growing up. And so basset hounds, for those of you who don't know, are arguably the most docile of dogs. <laughs> Lazy, like ears dragging the ground, like barely moving. Like they are not going to harm you in any way. Like the most lovable, easygoing dog Assume there it. is. No, easily the, the most. That I so I brought Lizzie for show and tell in first grade. And the second, you know, like my mom comes walking in with the dog, JB like squeals and jumps and jumps on top of his desk and is like cowering on top of his desk, like terrified that this basset hound is going to come eat him alive. And I think you spent the rest of the show and tell time. On top of your desk. And, and inconsolable. It was, and it wasn't like show and tell was right in the middle of all of our desks where we're kind of close to it. No, show and tell is in the very back of the room, of this long room. Long room. So I'm at my desk away from everybody else, watching from a distance as everybody else is doing show and tell with your dog. It's a wonder. It's 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 truly a miracle that we still became friends. This is true. And and I remember like anytime you would come over, hang out at our house or whatever, like my parents would have to lock the dogs in the bat in the be- or bedroom Lucy. or something. Or yeah. Lucy. Yeah. Lizzie. Lizzie was the dog then. Lizzie, Lucy, they're all Lucy is our dog right now. 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 <laughs> Sam Sammy was in there somewhere. Yes. After Lizzie died, then Sam. And then my parents got Herky and I got Lucy. Herky is the star of his own YouTube channel now. So this is true. No, like this is something like I, 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 there are like two very different types of people in the world and you do catch them very quickly. Like you've maybe there's three, let's say there's three. There's the, uh, the dog people, which I would squarely be in. Like I cannot like, the times of my life where I haven't had a dog around. I've been the lowest. Have Yeah. I remember in college, like going to the park and seeing people with their dogs. And Did I'd you be play like, with other people's dogs, Eddie? Did you I'd be like, that can, guy? can I pet your dog? Can I pet your dog? You know, and they're like, you're like 20. Like, no, <laughs> get away. Um, then there are those who are just like, yeah, we're not dog. Like, we're not animal people. No pets. Nothing like. And, like, to a certain degree, like, I can understand. Like, you do you. Cool. Like, I get that. I understand that a little bit. Then there's the third type of people in the world. And they're the cat people. (laughs) Easily the ones that mystify me. Um, I don't understand. (laughs) There's no appeal whatsoever to me for having a cat. I can understand not having a pet at all. As you and your family choose, like that makes sense. I get we it. We happily choose to not. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I can't, I can't. A cat, though? Like, what's the point? What is the point of a cat? There is not. You like animals, a, but you don't want them to be needy. You bought, you get a cat. But like, not even present. And like, yeah, like if you, you want an animal, you want the companionship. You want like the, yeah. And then the cat doesn't, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah. 
I could say crueler things there, but we would get, um, you know, emails from the, the three people who listen to us. <laughs> well, that is also my dad tip for, for today is be careful about ever, ever, ever getting animals because <gasps> they, they, they come with a ton of responsibilities and they will maybe even try to come after you to try to get back with you even if you just go to the store so be careful <laughs> my dad tip is have a dog get a dog they are the best members of the family to like you know like one of lewis's first chores was to put, feed the dog like he loves taking care of lucy like it helps teach responsibility but also there's that love and that companionship like lucy is so protective of the kids um like that's also good just kind of have that like extra layer of protection there like we really love that but then just also just like there's so much fun and companionship and and the love like what is being described in this movie oh don't yawn at me (laughs) if i could reach through this screen no that perfectly demonstrates this so, uh, like, anytime we are sick or there's something wrong, like, Lucy knows and is, like, right there by us and is, like, there to comfort us. And what is crazy, she has known before Sarah or I when Sarah is about to go into labor. Like, it's actually, we know, oh, something's happening because Lucy just changes her temperament. Like, somehow she's known both times. Um and something happened this time with, when Ellie was born. Um, we took Lucy to my parents' house, like, right in the middle. Like, oh, Sarah's like, boom, gone into active labor. And my parents came and took the dog. And my parents said, like, for the next few days, like, she was, like, whimpering and crying. Like, she was walking around their house trying to find us because she knew something was going on and something was happening. And we were, you know, home from the hospital. We were like, we're going to wait a couple of days before she comes just as we're trying to get comfortable things. And my parents actually were like, actually, we think you need to come get her right away. Like she won't stop looking for you around the house. And she's crying a lot. Like we actually think like she's going through a heartbreak or, or something's going on. And so like we went and we got, Lucy brought her home and like boom she runs straight to Sarah she and just like needs to make sure Sarah was okay and as soon as she saw that Sarah was fine she was good and like she went and she ate and she sat in her like little little comfy dog dog bed or whatever and, and that was it but she was like very adamant for like a week like she needed to know that Sarah was okay this has been a dog's tale with it's, Eddie dogs are so amazing just companionship. You know what's amazing? It's how many episodes we have done at <laughs> this podcast. We have just completed number. I already forgot the number. <laughs> I have to scroll back up. Number 16. 16. This is our 16. 16th episode. And so we are so thankful for all the listeners that have been listening to this. All these episodes as we go from 1988 to 2005, all the Disney movies that we grew up with. Um, Eddie, what is going to be our poll question this week for our listeners? If you uh, had to adopt just one of the three pets, 
Um, which would it be? Would you adopt Shadow, Chance, or Sassy? Uh, you're noticing we're not giving you a fourth option, JB. No porcupine. Shadow, Ch- no porcupine in this. Shadow, Chance, or Sassy. Who would you pick? Probably not sassy. Shadow. Probably Sassy. I can't. Okay. I mean, I I I don't have time for Chance. Shadow has made too many too many mistakes there's no going back so it's got to be sassy for me i've always had a a place for golden retriever so i think i would actually pick shadow good for you man good for you you can answer this poll question and all of our poll questions at honeywemade.com slash listener uh you can also if you go to honeywemade.com slash movies you can see our full list of movies that we've already done uh, all 16 episodes that we've already done plus all the many many over 100 movies that we're going to be covering uh, as we walk from 1988 all the way through 2005 all the movies we grew up on so you can kind of see when the next ones are coming and speaking of the next one we are going to be doing the adventures of huck finn yes starring there's our our lord of the rings reference for another the one, one second one Second, Starring Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. I believe this was his coming out party. So it's not his film debut. Well, okay, but it, then never mind. <laughs> never mind. Do you know what his film debut was? Obviously not, because I thought this one was. Oh no, it's Back to the Future too. Oh, you're right. Gotcha. Yep. He makes a. An well, thanks for doing this, Eddie. I gotta go because I gotta go not take care of animals right now. I gotta do whatever I want to because my kids are in bed and I don't have to take care of an animal right now. Uh, I'm gonna go give my dog a hug because that's what we do. You do that. Thanks for listening. <laughs>